What's going on everyone? Kurt Settle here with Odd Media Group. Uh, we are here in Cincinnati, Ohio at Horror Hound Weekend. And today I got my lovely guest here, Katie Cadaver. Katie, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fabulous. So Katie, let's talk about um, this, this body positive motion that you, you stand really firm by. Uh, I've seen your post on Facebook. Yes. Um, just, just talk about it a little bit. Well, I, I believe in equality for all people, and especially fat people. You know, I identify as a fat person, plus-size person, you know, however you want to say it. Everybody kind of words it a little bit differently. I prefer to take the word fat back and, you know, not look at it as a negative word. You know, it's been used as a slur towards, you know, people of size for in my entire life and probably long before that, and um, I think part of taking that word back is just letting people know that it's there's nothing wrong with being fat and there's lots of fat people in the world like what is it 60 percent of the population yeah, is considered yeah. fat like you know we're out here and we're we're buying shit you know we're living life we're having sex we're being parents you know we're out here just doing what everybody else is doing and um there's still a lot of inequality that exists between you know Thin or standard size people and fat people or plus size people, um, particularly fashion is a huge issue. Um, and it's something that I'm so passionate about because growing up as a fat kid, you know, I could not go to the store and find clothes that really would express who I was on the inside on the outside. I struggled with that for many, many years. Um, you know, I'm, I consider myself a metalhead, a punk rocker, you know, a, a horror nerd. Like, I love all the dark, edgy, you know, spikes, studs, fishnets, all that kind of stuff. That's what I wear. But when I was younger, that stuff didn't exist in my size. You know, it just wasn't available to me. And it was really difficult for me um, becoming a woman to, like, find my femininity and all of those things um, because I didn't see examples in the media of women whose bodies look like mine being the kind of person that I wanted to be. Um, you know, I saw the fat lunch lady or like somebody's mom. You know, um, being fat meant you were like old and um, like undesirable. Like it, the messages that still to this day that young women are getting is that, you know, femininity is petiteness and, you know, smallness and quietness and all of these things that I've never been. I've never been small, quiet, and petite. You know, I've always been a large personality and I'm so, a big girl and... I mean, it's it's like that for guys too. I mean, sure. I go to buy jeans. I'm not fitting in skinny jeans. I mean, sure. I don't really think, for one, I don't look very comfortable. And for two, I'm pretty sure nobody wants to see me in those anyway. But, you know, it's a... Uh, I always have the opinion. Like, I, I make fun. I call myself fat. And I am what I am. And it, it is what it is. Sure. I don't necessarily call other people fat. But, you know, if people are overweight and they want to dress a certain way, I, if you're confident, to me, that's awesome. Well, and just to be able to have that option, you know, that's what I'm passionate about is that people, um, you know, bigger even like 
there are certain size ranges that are becoming a lot more um, accessible in terms of like a brick and mortar store where you could actually walk in and buy. I can go to Torrid. Torrid carries up to like a size 30 in their stores. I'm a size 18. I can walk into Torrid and find clothes to cover my body and a lot of those clothes are going to be my style and really be awesome. So I have a lot of privilege around fashion and clothing today. I didn't have that you know, ten, even 10 years ago, but I have it today. But there are women and men to above, and everybody above a size 30 who can't find clothing in a store. They have to buy it online, or if they do find it in a store, it's very high priced. Um, you know, and just this idea that accessibility is important, representation matters uh, for people of size, especially um, just like for people of color. Like we wanna see these people represented in all aspects of life. And I'm very passionate about seeing fat fatness and fat people represented in all aspects of life, particularly in horror, which is where I bring that representation. You know, I, I find that I'm often out here doing things um, creatively as a fat person that there's not a lot of other fat people doing um, and so for me that's it's a challenge I guess to kind of step outside of what might be a comfort zone for me especially if uh, you know I go to a yoga class for example I am the fattest person in that yoga class um, but what I am doing is bringing representation to that space um, as a person of size I'm saying I, I can do yoga and I deserve to be able to do this and be here and I think it normalizes it for people. You know, it becomes normal to see large bodies. When I get on stage and perform burlesque, what I'm saying is that my body is worth being looked at, um, regardless of what size I am or if I have a tummy or if I have large hips or whatever. Um, we've been fed a certain uh, beauty standard for a very long time, for my entire life. Uh, and. I'm trying to change people's visual diets, what they expose themselves to visually, because I think it's important for us to get used to seeing all body types um, and all body types in underwear or, you know, naked or minimally clothed. Like, our bodies aren't shameful things and they need to be seen. And I think what I am doing by being that person that can step in front of the camera and show my body to the world is I'm giving, uh, you know, young people coming up in this world like an example to look to. Um, if I maybe had that example growing up, I may have come into my confidence a lot sooner. You know, I may have uh, been able to express myself better at a younger age, which probably would have made my life a little bit more enjoyable. You know, I feel that I'm a late bloomer in terms of just coming into my own and really um, feeling confident and being able to represent myself in a way that I'm proud of. It took me a long time to get there and I guess I don't want everybody to have to struggle that hard and wait that long. So I want to be that positive example, um, you know, to other people in the world. So who did you kind of look up to? Or who, who was kind of your role model that you know, made you? I mean, it sounds like you had your own agenda and your own uh, drive. To do something, I did. But there's usually somebody that kind of you, you look up to or you kind of admire a little bit. Well, you know, thinking back, I think the first person that really stood out to me when I kind of started um, this search for body positivity, I started with the internet, and I remember there was a Facebook group called Voluptuous Vixens. 
and I don't know if it's still around anymore, but I remember finding that group and seeing pictures of beautiful plus-size models. And when I say plus-size models, I don't mean a size 12. I mean like a size 22 or, you know, like bodies that re represented my body. Um, and I think Tess Munster was the first. She goes by Tess Holiday today, but at that time her name was Tess Munster, and she was like an alternative plus-size model and gorgeous. And her body... Um, while it doesn't look exactly like mine, it was the closest thing I had ever seen, like, to my own body, represented in a way that I thought was just as beautiful as the magazine covers I had been looking at my entire life. And that sort of changed the way that I saw my own body from that point. Like, it wasn't like a magical solution that suddenly sure. I was, you know, accepting of everything about myself. But it just gave me license to feel beautiful in a fat body. And I took that and I ran with it, you know. And I've just been working every day on cultivating that that little fire of confidence that burns inside of me. And, you know, really stoking that fire every single day with choices that I make um, and just the way I take care of myself. Now, I know... I know one thing that people always say, and, and they mean very well, and, you know, I'm guilty of saying it too, and it is, if somebody's overweight, they always say, we want you to be healthy. Mm -hmm. That's the, the big one. So, yeah. how do you interpret that? Well, uh, I believe that a person's health is not a measure of their worth, you know, regardless if that's a person with cancer a person with diabetes, um, you know, a person with multiple sclerosis, like it doesn't matter what condition your health is in, you deserve dignity and respect just like anybody else does. Um, and so I think there are a lot of reasons that fat people are fat. Some of them are related to the choices that they make in their life and some of them are not. Um, scientific research shows that we are less in control of our bodies than we think we are in terms of when we gain weight when we lose weight um, I believe in intuitive eating practices you know instead of diets which intuitive eating basically means giving your body what it needs um, the diet industry and the diet culture in this country are so toxic in my opinion um, th there's a real difference between being healthy and wanting to be thin. Um, and that, I think, the diet industry in this country just is another uh, piece telling us that we're not good enough the way that we are. And that, uh, you know, it's a money maker. The diet industry is really just trying to get our money with the next fad diet pill, uh, whatever it is, a stomach wrap, whatever. There's a million products on the market. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And I'm not buying that shit anymore. Like, I don't subscribe to diet culture anymore. I try to take care of my body with movement that's joyful and, uh, you know, feels good to me. I don't follow, like, a strict regimen because I don't have an end weight or an end goal in mind. I just want to feel good and do what feels good. And I feel like... Um, you don't get to that point until you truly love yourself. If you truly love yourself, you're going to take care of yourself. And I've never been shamed into loving myself. And 
you know, people who use this health thing, well, it's not, you're, being fat's not healthy. People on the internet tell me how unhealthy I am by looking at my pictures constantly. They assume that I'm lazy. They assume that I, uh, you know, have bad health or diabetes or don't whatever. And without knowing me at all or knowing anything about my life and whether or not I am healthy or not doesn't mean that I deserve to be ridiculed for feeling good in my body. You know, that's the, the message that we send when we ridicule a fat person on the internet for, for daring to smile in a picture and put it on the internet. Like, I mean, it's, it's absurd to me that this is still a thing that happens, but it does. Um, so yeah, the health thing, it's real simple. You know, a person's health does not determine their worth. And if you want a fat person to be healthy, like you don't, I don't hear a lot of people talking to thin people about, oh, we just want you to be healthy when they're just posting a picture of themselves, you know, at an amusement park on the internet. You know, it's like a fat person can't even post a picture of themselves on the internet doing, you know, a regular everyday task without someone being on there, you know, oh, well, your health. It's a cover for fat phobia is what it is when people use that play that health card like well yeah don't we want everyone to be healthy sure but that's not reality you know um health is a spectrum and we all fall on it somewhere and i believe body size is also a spectrum and we all fall on that somewhere and at the end of the day we're all responsible for making our own choices and developing our own habits but that's a spectrum too. Like nobody's perfect. Just because you're thin doesn't mean you're healthy and doing it right. Absolutely. And just because you're fat doesn't mean you're unhealthy and doing it wrong. Yeah, I always kind of think, uh, I see a lot of people, and I've been guilty. I, I, I've done the diet and, you know, I, I'm not, ha I like food. I enjoy <laughs> eating. Yeah. You know, and I, I would rather be overweight and eat, you know, what I want to <clears> eat. Be happy, enjoy well, sure. doing without having to sit there and constantly worry. Oh, this is against my diet. It's against my diet. Absolutely, it's very restrictive. It's very controlling, and I think uh, if you're practicing intuitive eating and eating, you know what your body is craving or what feels good to you. I mean, we all know when we're kind of engaging in behaviors that don't feel good to our body, whether that's you know, working ourselves too hard, not enough exercise, not eating enough, eating too much, not eating the right kind of stuff that, you know, we need to feel fueled for a day. Like, that's the kind of eating practices that I think are important, not restrictive eating practices that just promote weight loss. Because studies show that yo-yo dieting and gaining a ton of weight or you know losing it and then gaining it back like that's worse for you than just maintaining your weight yeah, or being few, in a very few range. people that i know that go on a diet you know continue that it's they do it for a yes. short period of time and then they're right back to where it is i mean i right. literally probably started a diet i don't know how many times sure you know, sure sometimes it lasts a year sometimes because diets don't work sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a day i mean they don't work. They are usually temporary. I mean, even the contestants of The Biggest Loser, almost all of them put their weight back on right. because it's just not, it's not a, a, a sustaining lifestyle. You know, intuitive eating practices is a, is a way to, to live, yeah. you know, and I believe in that. And sometimes I like to have ice cream and I will have it, you know, and it, and I'll be happy to have some ice cream. Like I, do I have it every day? No. But 
I, I believe that everything in life is about balance. You know, finding that proper balance um, that's right for me. And I give everyone else the autonomy to do that for themselves, too. Awesome. Anything else you have to say or want to talk about body positive? You know, I think it's it's catching on. I see it a lot more. It's really catching on with people. Um, I love when I hear from my fans and followers and friends how I've inspired them to feel good in their own bodies. They see me feeling good in my body, and it gives them the permission to feel good in theirs. And that kind of work for me it really touches me like on a deep spiritual level. I feel like it's part of why I'm here on earth, you know, living this life, walking this path. You know, um, if I can touch other people in a positive way, I feel like I'm doing something good. So, you know, a lot of times I will post on Facebook and get backlash about what I say in terms of fat acceptance because it's a lot of hard truths that a lot of privileged people don't want to hear. Um, and I think it's tough for people to feel like they have any privilege in our society because they're thin, but the the absolute truth of the matter is they do. Um, you know, the thinner and whiter you are, the more privilege you have in a system that's designed to benefit those kinds of people. And particularly, like, we all know of people who have been able to get things because of the way they look. And... <laughs> I have to say that I have entered into that those ranks sort of on accident. Um, I never lived a life where I was being praised for my looks, where people were falling all over me. Like, I went years without being told I was beautiful. Um, you know, it was not just not a way that I lived in my life. Um, today, I am told that I'm beautiful every single day of my life. And it's, I never don't appreciate it. You know, uh, because for so many years, I never heard that. And it just wasn't my reality. So the fact that, you know, I've, I've gotten to a place where I feel so good in my skin that the way I express myself, um, other people can really pick up on that and really appreciate it and enjoy it. I mean, people are willing to pay for pictures of me, which blows my mind. You know, people want to buy a, a t-shirt with my face on it. Again, it blows my mind, but I'm so grateful and appreciative for that. And I want to use that to send a positive message about accepting other fat people for who they are and for, for their beauty that they have. And, you know, we all have that within us and we're not all able to exercise it as freely, you know, for whatever reason. I had a lot of um, built up anxiety and low self-esteem for many, many years. And I realized that there's so many people out here still struggling with that stuff. And, you know, I just want to make a positive impact for those people and use some of this privilege that I have now being um, attractive to so many people suddenly just, you know, because I've embraced myself. Um, you know, I'd like to use that to do some good. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying our podcast. This is part two of three. We should be releasing the third part here within the next week. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Odd Talk with OMG. And make sure you check out our website, theodmediagroup.com.